Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Well, we love what he did for us last week. We thought we'd lean on him again, and that is He's the best. our man Ben Everill for PGATour.com and Golf Bet, and that's on the back of John Rahm taking out the Genesis Invitational. Let's unpack a bit of what took place with Ben Everill. Appreciate your time again, Benny. Good result for John Rahm. He continues to dominate the world game. Yeah, look, uh, now actually the world number one again after being so brilliant uh, through the last few months all around the world. Three wins on the PGA Tour since the turn of the calendar as well. Sensational stuff. And, yeah, clearly a man in the zone. Uh, and he'll be wanting to stay there as the bigger events start to come up. Only two weeks away from the Players' Championship and a little more than a month from that to the uh, Augusta National where we play the Masters. Yes. So, yeah. Big stuff for John. He's uh, His fifth win in his last nine worldwide starts. His 10th PGA Tour win, which is even more than his idols heavy by Sarah. So there's a lot to like about John Rahm. Max Homer, pretty emotional about that result. We spoke about him last time we chatted with you about Max Homer being one of us and just a knockabout bloke. But, gee, it cut him up rough after finishing second at the Genesis Invitational. Yeah, Max is a L.A. native. He's a California guy, and, um, you know, they're all his fans. And he was clearly the fan favourite out there trying to get the job done for the second time at Riviera. Now, last time, uh, you know, the, the crowds were not as big. It was coming out of the COVID scenario, and things weren't as massive. And there were sold-out signs up on the weekend, probably to do with some other dude that was playing that's 182 <laughs> of our events. Uh, but a lot of them were also there cheering Max hard. Um, as well. So, yes, definitely he calls it his, essentially his major that's not, not one of the actual majors. Um, and he sort of made a promise that he's going to win that tournament again in front of all his family and friends and, and all those people that support him so well. So, definitely a cool guy. He's a, he, you know, he, he is. He's definitely one of the blokes, one of the, one of the good guys, and um, you can only wish him well. Well, the other bloke that you mentioned, uh, Tiger Woods, just created a little bit of Fanfare. He's got off to a, like a reasonable start, and then just the last three holes went birdie, 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 and then the everyone started paying attention again. Ben, even making the cut was a, a remarkable effort by the great man. Yeah, look, uh, I'll, I'll go out and uh, publicly say I didn't think he would make the cut. To be honest, when we first turned up there, I, I thought that you know he just wouldn't quite be able to, to get enough uh, birdies to stay in front of uh, you know half the field and, and get that done, but. Uh, to his credit, you know, you should never count out greatness, I suppose. As you said, in that first round, he was able to come back with those three late birdies to give himself a chance. And, and, it, and it was important because in the second round, you know, when he was getting tired, when his leg was getting ultra sore, he dropped three shots in the last four holes and, uh, you know, put himself right on that cut line. It was a touch and go for a little while before the, the cut moved. So, um, look, and then a four under on Saturday was really cool to see because the crowds were really pumping as I said, sold out overnight the extra tickets to come and see Tiger play Saturday in LA. And it showed that with the right set of circumstances, with everything sort of falling into place, uh, you know, the next year or two, you, you can't count him out from a place like Augusta or a place uh, where he's had some success before. You know, he could just prove to be one of those uh, miracle weeks that we all think about and like to see with, as the old guys get going on. I mean, it wasn't, you know, we, we had Tom Watson almost win the Open Championship at 59 one year, and the Shark did the same a year before that. So, look, 
it could be something we could see from Tiger in the future if all things go well. And he rolled out a little gag that every bloke golfer has ever pulled up a uh, set of clubs has uh, rolled out before and got a little bit of feedback. As soon as you saw that, Benny, did you just go, oh, no, there's going to be some people who'll be offended by that? Yeah, but, um, it's outrage culture these days, isn't it? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'll say, I'll, I'll say one thing. Like, I think Tiger realised uh, as much of a joke as he meant it and everything else, he, he probably got a lesson in how things have changed since he was out on a regular yeah. basis because it is a phenomenon that's come over the last few years where, um, you know, you just can't afford to, to, to do, tell jokes or do jokes unless you're absolutely sure that there's no one on the other side of it. So um, I think he realised that was probably one he should have kept in his pocket uh, for, <laughs> for the next boy, time they play golf trip there or in Florida. And they do that a lot. Yes, yes. Look, they do that sort of thing a lot. Um, uh, Justin Thomas and Tyler become very close friends. In fact, JT spends a lot of time helping mentor Tiger's son, Charlie, in the game of golf as well. And uh, Justin's father also helps coach Charlie Wood. So they're, they're very close. Um, it was meant to be a personal gag between the two. Tiger realised he probably shouldn't have taken it public, and, and that's that. Ben Everall, our guest, of course, uh, PGATour.com and a golf bet. Hey, Ben, uh, Scotty Cummings and myself are currently uh, watching, and I've, I'm sure you've probably taken in in your time the, the full swing documentary on Netflix. Oh, uh, you're loving it. Scheffler seems to have grown on me popularity. I've always liked Ian Poulter, and Brooks Kepka is a sook. I don't know what your <laughs> thoughts are there. He does uh, not come out looking good in episode two, does he? <laughs> what, do you, what do you make of uh, full swing? One thing I'm pretty happy about is that my two kids accidentally get cameos in episode seven. You'll see that when oh. you get to it. Uh, it's called Golf is Hard, the rookie episode on Tagala and uh, Mito Pereira. And in fact, they were, they were getting autographs uh, at Los Angeles a year ago. And they get in this documentary more than I do. And <laughs> I, I work every week on the tour. So they were pretty chuffed about that. And so he's actually spent some time with my boys uh, this just past weekend because they wanted to go and say thank you for making them Netflix famous. So that was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, look, it's, I, I think it's great. I think the, the, the doco is good for everybody. I think you should get in there and have a look and just sort of see the behind the scenes and the interesting things that – that happen around the world of golf. It gives them, and even us golf nerds that have been amongst it like myself get to see different angles and different um, shots that, that weren't weren't there when we were going through it live. So um, I think the only way it could have been better is if one of the one of the actual guys in it was uh, Cam Smith. He had a pretty good year last year. So if he had been had cameras in his home over his players and open win, it might have been uh, even better. But it's uh, you know it's 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 good. It's worth seeing. Everyone have a crack, have a look. Yeah, very true. Uh, enjoy watching it. Okay, so let's uh, now, just so you know, that last week you, you mentioned you were hopeful that Adam Scott was going to have a, a good one at uh, at uh, Riviera, of course, um, Genesis Invitational. We, have, we are led to believe that they have sent out a search party for him and he's due to finish very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Scotty fell away after a half-decent start. Um, I will say this, once he got out of contention, he was tinkering a little bit. He's a, he's a free agent with his equipment these days, and he's working on things getting ready for the next couple of weeks, both the players, um, uh, Championship Anderson and Augusta. He really thinks that he's got another green jacket in him, and so he started working on some shape and some, and some things and trying to work around some, some equipment uh, scenarios, which is you know why, maybe why he was a little bit underdone on the weekend there, um, as I said, while he was trying to think ahead. Um, we've got the what we've got the, the Florida swing starts. First, we start with the Honda Classic. Most of the big names are going to have a week off this week. 
Then we've got the Arnold Palmer Invitational, as I said, leading into the players. Another two-week stretch. That'll be huge. Um, I expect Adam to be a big part of that as going forward. And, and look, Stevie Williams didn't turn up until a few hours before the first tea time as well last week due to the uh, cyclone in New Zealand. It was a later off, so that didn't quite help their preparation as well. Hey, mate, on, um, I, I, but yeah, we'll see. More I know, things to come. What I, what I will say, yes. what I will say about the Aussies is Jason Day is back. Mm. Uh, he's never played well at Riviera. He's been going very well for six or seven months uh, statistically, making he's building things up. I said to myself prior to the tournament, I'll be a true, true believer if he plays well at Riviera where he's had a mental roadblock before where he's, he's, he's let the course get the better of him. Well, he was brilliant uh, on Sunday to finish in the top 10, steaming up the leaderboard, and he gives me huge confidence. His next two starts as well, two places where he's won before, the Arnold Palmer Invitational and the Players' Championship. So look out for Jason Davis. He chases a ticket to the Masters. He's not in yet, but he just moved back inside the world top 50. And if he can keep that over the next uh, month, He'll be there at Augusta. And before we let you go, and we appreciate your time, Benny, and we, you do a lot of great stuff. I fell asleep last night, but I didn't woke up a couple of times during it. But that was actually good listening. Uh, no Laying Up podcast is, I don't know if you've heard it, um, some bloke sitting around, they did a live podcast cool. after the Genesis Invitational. And I just remember one line. They said that there was some speculation that Brooks Kepka may be leaving the Live Tour and going back mm. proper to the PGA Tour. So um, I don't know whether that's news or whether that's just Give scuttlebutt. Give back, does he? I don't know what he has to do. But uh, it seems as though, look, I couldn't tell you when the next live event is on. And I know you're not to talk too much about it because that's the opposition to who you who pays your bills. But it's interesting that there's all of a sudden this sort of speculation and chatter going on already and we're only a sort of couple of months in. Yeah, look, um, uh, I think they actually play this week, to be honest. I'm not so sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, Brooks would have to be not only... He'd not only have to leave, but he'd have to be allowed back. And the commissioner of the PGA Tour has been on record at this point saying there is no path back for those that have left and done that. Uh, so he, there, there is a bit of uh, you know theory that he's got a bit of buyer's remorse and, and things aren't going well for him and not exactly how, is it, how he was expecting things. But I, again, I'm not sure how that will play out um, if he did want to um, change his mind because, as mm. I said, at this, at this point... Uh, the, the tour has been very forthright in saying that that's a choice you make, that's a choice you stick with. So uh, it's something that, you know, we, we heard all that sort of, we've heard that rhetoric before, as I said, in Australian sport. We went through it in the early, what, in the early eight, late 70s, early 80s with World Series cricket, and we went through it in rugby league in Australia, the Super League war, um, and things eventually came back together. Um, hopefully there's something like that down the track. But uh, at the moment, it's pretty strong words that it won't, that it won't. Okay, good to good to hear. Mm. Hey, mate, appreciate your time. Have a good one, mate. Travel safe. Uh, enjoy uh, what is coming up in the next couple of weeks, and we are getting a little closer to the Masters, and we'll be ch- look forward to chatting with you soon. Good on you, mate. There he is, uh, always willing to give his time. Ben Everill, good Aussie man, doing big things over there in the States, pga and golf bets. Scotty and Goss for breakfast.